Hello everyone. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host. Today I have the absolute pleasure, pleasure to be able to speak with Peyton Lynch. As a child and a young adult, Disney's storytelling became an important part of her life and taught her to engage audiences. And in her current career, she tells stories through the magic of guest engagement as a product manager at the Walt Disney Company. Now, how fun is that? But not only does she work there full time, in 2020, she decided to take the plunge and dedicate herself to writing her first book, which is entitled Rise from the Ashes. And her book was inspired by her husband, John, and his story as a 9-11 surviving child. Now let's listen in, folks, to Peyton's amazing story and her journey on getting her book, Rise from the Ashes, written and published and out into the world. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let's enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host. I am so pleased to uh, invite my guest, Peyton Lynch, with me today. She is, actually, as a, as a child and a young adult, Disney's storytelling became an important part of her life, and it taught her to engage audiences. And in her career, she tells stories through the magic of guest engagement as a product manager at the Walt Disney Company. Now, right there, that grabbed my attention, because who doesn't love Disney, folks? I'm asking you that. Who doesn't love them? She has been crafting stories for as long as she can remember, but in 2020, she decided to take the plunge and dedicate herself to writing her first book. Now, this book is inspired by her husband and his true story as a 9-11 surviving child. Now, I'm not going to go into any more details because I want Peyton to share her story um, and how she came about, the idea of this book, and more than likely the courage and strength that it's taking her husband to share his story. So Peyton, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. Hi Kim, thank you so much for uh, inviting me to be here today. I'm so excited to share um, a little bit about my story, but more importantly, uh, my husband's story and the story of 9-11 surviving children. So tell me, no, actually first, I wanna know about Disney. <laughs> I want to hear about Disney. So tell me a little bit how you even got into that. Sure. So um, as, as you so eloquently shared in my bio, uh, I've been a Disney file, uh, self-proclaimed, uh, as long as I can remember. I've, um, I'm the oldest of five in my family. And so the only time we could really ever be together and, and uh, be happy together was on a, a Walt Disney World vacation. So uh, we spent so many summers there as a family. And I, I fell in love with those stories, those characters, but most importantly, the, the cast members that work in the parks, they just treat guests um, with such, uh, in, in such a courteous man manner. And that really resonated with me. I wanted to make people feel the way that cast members made me feel. And so uh, throughout my whole life, through my academic journey, I knew, you know, I didn't know exactly what I would end up doing in my career, but I knew I was going to work for Disney. So um, after I graduated, I was working a full-time salaried position in my hometown of Allentown, Pennsylvania. I was uh, working in uh, digital marketing and I loved the company, loved the job. 
but it wasn't Disney. And so I applied uh, for a six month internship <laughs> and I ended up actually, um, which is very serendipitous on 9-11, finding out that I got the internship. So um, my husband and I were uh, just newly, newly married at the time. Uh, and he had his own career in Pennsylvania, but he was willing to follow me to Florida for that six month internship. Um, and I, I just told him I would make it work. You know, I, I, I it needed to happen. <laughs> I, this was my dream. And it, with finding out that I got the job on 9-11, we both were like, okay, like this is a sign we, we have to do this. Um, but that six month internship uh, in marketing extended to a year, they kept me on the team. And that after that, I found myself uh, working with some partners in the digital space where I work now. They knew my internship was ending. They said that they liked something about me um, and they kept me on full time where I am now a product manager working on the Disney Cruise Line app. That is so exciting, truly. And it's funny, um, I'm from Pennsylvania as well. That's where I'm at. Oh. On the other side of the state, I'm near Erie. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> and um, my sister had a six month internship at Disney in the marketing department when she was in college. You know, it really is a small world. I have to connect <laughs> with her because it's always funny to hear where people go um, on their Disney journeys. And she she had an internship and she she it was through college. She went to Mercyhurst mm -hmm. and she kept saying, I am going for it and I'm going to get this darn internship because I'm going to Disney. Yep. <laughs> my family were huge Disney fans and my daughter, who's 30 now, she grew up watching Disney constantly so therefore I did and even now she'll text me every once in a while and I'll be like hey sweetie what are you doing she's like I'm having a Disney day <laughs> I love that <laughs> those are the best kinds of days <laughs> that's right that she goes on marathons she'll text me okay now I'm on this movie now I'm on this one <laughs> and with Disney plus I mean it's so easy now right we just live in the this age where we can get access to content we don't have to rewind the the VCR anymore, which is great. <laughs> and I still have those darn VCRs. I've got a pile of them. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with all yep, of these? Yeah, all, all of it. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. What a what a great start to to uh, your lives together, and very interesting that you found out on 9/11. That is, that's. I don't I don't I don't believe in coincidences. There was a reason for that happening then. So I believe it too. Moving into, um, and your husband's name is John. Yes. Moving on to that, your your book. What what's what made you want to last year just decide? What well, you know? What I'm going to write this book now. These stories need to be told. Yeah, I think I always knew I wanted to write a book, but I didn't really know about what. And I had thought about some things, and you know, just like anything else that you never really put concrete goals to, it sort of always fell to the wayside. Um, and then, you know, bring us to 2020. And I think we can all agree that that ha that was and continues to extend into 2021 as a really challenging time. Uh, unfortunately, my husband, he works, he works for Disney as well. He was laid off um, in, in the layoffs that they had here. Um, I have been fortunate enough to continue working uh, but that has come with its challenges too. It's hard to watch your friends be furloughed and laid off and 
And um, on top of that, we've been uh, going through uh, very personally some fertility challenges that have just all been exacerbated by the isolation that 2020 brought us. And so I've been really the past year feeling really alone, doing a lot of soul searching, wondering, you know, what what is going on? Why is this all happening? And and I've watched my husband in such great contrast be continue to be the positive, outgoing, uplifting person that he's always been. And at first I was like, I was getting angry. I'm like, why is this guy still so positive and, and not just, you know, toxically positive and optimistic, but, but truly like has this, you know, belief that things are going to turn out okay. And, um, you know, just willing to like keep pressing forward. And when I started thinking more about it and the 19th anniversary of 9-11 came up, uh, we, we started talking again about his, his father who, he lost in 9-11 um, and I started to see there might be a connection here between the personal loss that my husband went through 20 years ago um, and my husband was 13 at the time so a very fragile time to lose a parent um, to the the person he is today and the resilience he has and just the, the outlook on life that he brings to the table and so I just started talking to because he has a very big family as well he's one of five started talking to his siblings, started talking to others in the 9-11, um, they call them surviving children community, and found that a lot of them are doing really well right now. Um, and not just because they have big successful careers and are, you know, have all this money, but they have this outlook on life and really lead with grateful hearts. And so that's what really inspired me to get to the bottom of this because in a year like 2020 and the time we're living, I think there's something we all can learn about how to bounce back from our grief and trauma. I agree. I do agree wholeheartedly. I, I know, and I've spoken to so many people and of course our world has pretty much become an online world. It's become a virtual world, which is isolating in some aspects, but then it's also opened the world up much, much bigger. And I've been able to talk to and meet phenomenal people from literally around the world. And they all kind of have the same theme. This past year was very difficult, more difficult for some than others. Some embraced it and said, yeah. okay, I've, I've, got a, I've got to pivot. And I got so tired of the word pivot. So I'm a writer as well. <laughs> so I've been saying every time it seemed like I was turning around, I was yelling plot twist. <laughs> That's what I say instead of pivot. But so many embraced the challenge to thrive instead right. of sink. And it's, it's a, you know, it is, it's, it is a mindset. It's also a personality uh, trait, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and as you had briefly alluded to your husband going through such a traumatic, I mean, tremendously life altering situation at his age he may look at things in the world a little bit different than a lot of people do. I, I see the same thing in veterans' lives. I'm a veteran myself, mm -hmm. and I see that a lot, especially in combat veterans. They see, and I do too, the world in, in a totally different light or maybe just a little clearer than some that have not went through very traumatic or trying times. Yeah. I, I, that's just my perceptive, and that's what our perception and that's that's what I've seen myself. 
Um, so how did did you how did you approach your husband? Did you say, "Hey, I want to I want to write your story and others"? And was he open to it? Yeah, it was it was definitely an interesting conversation to 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 broach and, and get started because I I never want to come from a place that I'm looking to exploit 9/11 or exploit 9/11 families. Um, my husband has very painful memories of uh, people coming in and wanting to follow his family around, uh, news reporters, and, and just really taking advantage of what was an extremely painful situation. And I wanted, and he knows me, right, more intimately than anyone else, uh, and he knew my heart for this project, and he, he knows how intimately I'm impacted by this too, right? I mean, there's ripple effects to this. Mm -hmm. He went through this personally, but now it's a part of my life too in everything that we do together. Um, and so I also ap approached his his mom and his um, uh, stepmom to get their, their uh, blessing as well as like the family blessing that they're okay right. with this. And then I reached out to an organization called Tuesday's Children um, who has done incredible work for 9-11 uh, families, but also other families who have been impacted by uh, war violence. And um, they sent out, uh, they heard my heart as well, and they sent out a, a big notification to their, um, their resources and everyone they have who benefits from their programs. And I have now, because of their help, and other resources been able to interview over 20 uh, 9-11 surviving children, which is really incredible that all of them have been so open uh, and vulnerable in sharing their stories. And that is amazing because it does, it takes courage to share your vulnerability. Yes. Um, and, and as an author myself, I've been writing for a while now, and a lot of mine are short stories geared around people they share their stories with me and then i share them with the world mm -hmm. and i know just sharing my own story is you know when the first time that i shared my own story it was it was not an easy thing to do it was not an easy thing to do and then i realized if i can take my story as awful as it was and i can share where i'm at now share that journey was it bumpy? Was it scary? Was it dark? Yep, sure was. But you can share that now and you're tossing out those nuggets of goodness and letting people that may be still all these years later, and it happens very regularly, still sitting in darkness. Mm -hmm. And with the stories that you're writing and going to share with the world, you're going to be tossing out those little nuggets of light. And who knows, those stories might land on another uh, 9-11 uh, child, you know, and child survivor and that's still sitting in darkness and it might just bring that light that they need all these years later. I, I absolutely love, love that you're doing it and that you've got such a servant's heart for wanting to do it. And all of those people, I can, I can't even, well, I can imagine, I can imagine <laughs> the stories have probably impacted you personally very very strongly. Yeah, that's exactly it. I I have gotten so many benefits out of these conversations. And it's so tough because I never want to say, I'm so excited to interview people about their traumatic experience because it's it's not that at all. And I nobody will wish that they lost their parent. But what they've gained from that, we can't ignore that. 
and they have gained so much in the way of resilience and just so many tips and tricks that I've learned of how to have a different perspective and and really stop playing the victim mentality because a lot of 2020 for me was woe is me things are never going to get better and what 9-11 children have taught me is that you know what they've already seen the worst day of their lives they have no choice but to move forward and move forward with gratitude as well and so when i think about everything that i've learned oh my goodness i can only think about once once this is published how much others who are walking through their own grief and just challenges this this year this lifetime uh will benefit oh i have no doubt i have no doubt you are going to have an impact on many many people um, I like the two words that jumped out at me. It's I, I take notes when I'm talking to folks. The two words that jumped out when you were talking, resilience and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Those are so huge, but those are also things that we neglect a lot. Yeah. Just, in, just in our humanness, we do. We, we take a lot of things for granted. And a lot of times we don't, we don't practice gratitude. Right. Um, we can be very resilient, but being resilient, you can also be carrying bitterness with you too. And to have the gratefulness within your heart and that resilience to just keep, just keep slogging along, keep soldiering on, yep. you know, day by day, one step at a time. Sometimes, sometimes it's just one slow step at a time. But you've got that strength, that human spirit that's going on in you and something bigger than yourself pushing you forward towards something better because you know it's out there and you're grateful for it. Yep. I am <laughs> so excited. When is this book going to be done and out? So uh, the book has the working title right now of Rise from the Ashes. And uh, we are looking at publishing that in uh, summer of 2021. Uh, potentially August, right before the uh, 20th anniversary of 9/11. So uh, the timing, I think, is just perfect for all those as we we as we remember and, and look back um, to also look forward. Because um, I I'm so excited for you to hear. We 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 know the people who died that day were heroes, um, but their families are the hidden heroes. And they are the, the future leaders of America in many ways, and they have a lot of hope to share. So I think the timing is just perfect. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to share it with everybody. I love, I also, here's a sequel for you, little idea. <laughs> you just said, you just said the hope to share. Mm -hmm. What great words, what great words. That's a title for another book, dear heart. Yeah. I, I keep telling every Jot time. Jot that I, down. I, Jot that down. I keep talking to so in so many other interviews. I'm like, we need to talk in another 20 years because <laughs> to see where what fit what their families look like, their careers, right? Some right. Are just getting their foot off the ground, and it's so exciting. But like, what's next? You know, I wish I had a crystal ball because it, it is going to be really exciting. Because you're you're talking to the children who have children themselves now. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know generation after generation and it has that ripple effect it'll affect the following generation as well right and many of them are in and this is no surprise at all they're in careers where even if they don't have children themselves they are impacting future generations many of them became firefighters after they lost their parent who was a firefighter or 
are working in social services because of the legacy their parent left behind. So again, it's these ripple effects that keep going out into the world that that give me hope and hopefully help, help others see, you know, that something like this should never happen again. And, you know, we have the power and the kindness to make that happen. That is right. We all need to do our part to make the world a better place, even if it's just one little nugget at a time. Exactly. I know uh, speaking with a lot of them, a lot of my friends in the veteran community, they're combat veterans, uh, most of them are from uh, Vietnam. And all of them, everyone that I know, including myself, we go out of our way to help and to give and to serve. Right. Literally out of our way. Uh, put our own lives on the side to help another. Mm -hmm. I've seen it for years and I've been doing the same thing myself for 24 years now um, within the veteran community. And I have noticed that those who have been through traumatic life altering times, mm -hmm. they are the most giving people I have ever met. I yep. have ever met because though, as, as one of my friends said, he said, I know exactly what hell looks like. Mm -hmm. I would never want someone else sitting in there when I knew I could do something to get them out. Right. That was so profound when he, when my friend shared that with me, I know what hell looks like. Mm -hmm. And it brings tears to my eyes just thinking about it because he was so intense about it. But that was, that was his whole heart right there, mm -hmm. you know, and he, he would never want to see someone else simmering or floating in a hell when they didn't need to be. Right. And I think what's so important is to remember is even if you haven't been through something that tragic or life altering, I mean, we all have our thing, right? Mm -hmm. yep. But even if you're like, well, I haven't been through, I didn't lose a parent in 9-11. So are these tips and tricks for me? And it's that 9-11 surviving children are not superheroes, right? They're just tapping into that practice of gratitude, that practice of serving others. And that's something we can all access. Um, it's it's not something that's just, you know, some of it is personality trait, but some of it is truly waking up each day, thinking about what you're grateful for. And then, you know, all right, how can I help others who might have less than even what I have? Right. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of it is, some of it is, you know, how you were brought up, how, how you were sure. raised, your environment. Some of it has, might have something to do with it. Um, I also think though, that it's, everybody has that capacity within their heart to be loving and giving. Yeah. Everyone does. Maybe they didn't grow up in an atmosphere like that. So either, it, and I've noticed myself, if someone is not, hasn't been in that type of atmosphere, they either stay stuck in that dark, bitter place, or it's the polar opposite and they're out there giving and serving every day so it's it's interesting it's a very interesting topic oh, see there's another conversation that we can have sometime <laughs> okay now we're to three we have three yeah. other talks we can have <laughs> but i just i think uh i can only i can only imagine what you're learning about yourself as a person too while talking to these folks yeah it, it's true and I, I do share some of those insights in the book just to help others who may not really understand what 9-11 surviving children are going through. Like I'm just a normal person on, on the outside, 
who is going through my own stuff and here's how this has helped me. And, and you're right. I have learned a, a quite a bit about myself and, and really a lot about my husband and how I can be um, a better wife and servant to him as well, which is really important in a relationship. It is. It is. And I, I commend you. I, I think what, oh my goodness, I'm, I cannot wait until summertime now because <laughs> your book is going to be such a huge blessing to so many and more than likely to many, many people that you'll never even know about because you're tossing that out there. You're, you're tossing it out and it's going to land exactly where it's supposed to. And you may never know just how many you've impacted, but it's going to make a huge impact. And so kudos to you, young lady. I think it's absolutely wonderful, wonderful what you're doing. Thank so you. Do you have a publishing house or are you self-publishing? Uh, I'm doing hybrid publishing with New Degree Press. Um, it's actually been a really amazing experience as I am a first time author and I am very passionate about my topic, but maybe don't know so much about what publishing looks like and all those details. So I have been working with a book writing cohort through uh, Georgetown University and, uh, it's a great program for anyone who is interested in writing. Um, and like I said, I've just learned so much about, uh, myself and this whole process. It is an amazing process, isn't it? Sure is. I, <laughs> I just am, uh, I just released a book a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, wow, wow. Um, and it's a collaborative book project of uh, 20 different women from around the world sharing their stories of, you know, overcoming obstacles and trauma. And uh, the name of the book is When Grace Found Me. So mm-hmm. they share their testimony of when God's grace found them in the midst of their darkness. Wow. Another one that's just going to hit people right, right in the fields, right where they need it. So an important (laughs) story to share. And it's, you know, I had the same revelation the the last year, you know, last year in 2020, I started realizing just how grateful I should be for all that I have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, were certain times tough throughout the year? Oh, goodness. Yes. Jeez. Mm -hmm. They could bring, it could bring you to your knees if you let it. Um, but I had that whole resilience thing kicking in going, Nope, (laughs) I've been through worse. This is going to be a cakewalk, you know, and I came up with, um, the phrase, let fear bounce. mm. And I was sitting on my back porch, sitting there going, you know, you could feel fear floating in the air. You know, it was just rampant on TV, on the radio. Your neighbors are talking about it. Everybody was afraid. Fear was everywhere. And I'm sitting there going, I can't live in fear. There's mm-hmm. no way. I can't do it. I'm going to have to let it bounce. I'm putting on my bubble wrap or whatever it is I need to do, and I'm letting it bounce. So that's actually how I came up with this uh, podcast. And those three words resonate with a lot of people. So it's it's been, this has been a great journey for me just, just doing this. And I love being able to have folks like you on sharing your story because when your book comes out, dear heart, you need to, I'm inviting you right now. I want you to come back on and talk about the release or the upcoming release of your book. So we can blast that out there. Oh, I would love that. And and like you said, you're right. This let fear bounce that concept. It, it resonates for so many people. And I think it's just amazing how, how our minds, right? We have so much control when we, when we decide to take control of our thoughts. Um, you know, how much we can do. And it's like saying, am I going to entertain this fearful thought? Nope, I'm letting it bounce right out. And I think that's what a lot of successful people do in order to, you know, keep moving forward. I agree. 
I agree. So I'm going to keep on letting fear bounce. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I'm signing up for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you so much for being with me today on Let Fear Bounce. This has been an absolute joy talking to you. And I am serious. I want you on right before your book releases because I want to talk more about it and you can, you know, let the world know more about it and we'll make we'll we'll make it as a big of a splash as we can through this medium. Well, my pleasure, Kim, and thank you again. And I'm excited to talk more about it soon. This is gonna be wonderful. All right. <laughs> you have a wonderful rest of the day. You too. <laughs> Thank you.